Listeners, Cameron here. I just want to make two quick announcements. Number one, I will be in Iowa City, Iowa on April 1st at the Englert Theater as a part of the Mission Creek Festival. You can get tickets on that or upcoming info on all of my tour dates at Cameron Esposito slash shows. And if you like this show, you want to listen to some other stuff that Rhea and I chat about. We love action and sci-fi movies. We have a great podcast called Wham Bam Pow with our friend Ricky Carmona. We talk about news reviews, things you can use of dick flicks that are in theaters or available on Netflix Watch Instant, you're going to love it. Wham Bam Pow. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or at MaximumFun.org slash Wham Bam Pow. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Get ready to let me know. I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. There's a bunch of awesome comics in back. They can hear you. Let's hear it for them. Let's hear it for those comics. Man, it's cool in there right now. We've got a sweet lineup. Then there's just like pals hanging out. Very sweet green room. I mean, I'm kind of bummed you guys have to be out here. It's fucking sick in there. You know? Plus there's like free Budweiser's or whatever. So obviously that's tough to tell. Are you all right? That, guy, that really sold you? Budweiser is terrible. <laughs> I like that I was speaking to you directly. I also, I, yeah, congratulations. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Two months sober. That's, that's great. How you feeling? You feeling good? Feeling strong? Miserable? <laughs> that's, what'd you say? Hay fever. Hay fever. Yep. Well, that's the stuff that's going on with you. Just sober with hay fever. I, I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say next. <laughs> Just a lot of really specific life details. Um, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you are uh, doing that and taking care of yourself. Good job. Sorry about the hay fever. May I recommend a humidifier? Round of applause for humidifiers. <laughs> I love that shit. Very choice. I sleep with one every night. Actually, recently blew mine out, you know? I was using it too much. I don't mean, I mean it broke. I don't, whatever, whatever you imagined sounds terrible. Blowing out a humidifier is a terrible sex act. Not one I'm into at all. Whatever sex act that is, I did not, I don't do that. You guys, we've got an awesome show for you tonight. So excited that all of these comics could be here. Now, this first gentleman, he is a pal of the show. He lives in New York. You can see him on Guy Code. He's in town right now, and we are old friends. It's always a pleasure to have him. Let's hear it right now from Mateo Lane, guys. Give it up for Mateo. Oh, God, no big deal. I am um, second gay tonight. Uh, I... <laughs> Hello, hi, how are you? I First of all, let me just say this. I can't get rid of this voice. I have like that, you know, like kind of like the gay voice, but not, you know, in my head I sound like, yeah, but in 
<laughs> she'd be like, I hear my recordings back. I don't sound like that. <laughs> and it's a problem because I'm going on all these auditions for roles that I'm, I'm never going to get them, right? I'm just never going to get it. It's always like, Zach, 19, football player. I'm like, all right, well, Zach's going to have a secret to share with everybody. <laughs> Also, I have a strange look. I'm Mexican and Italian, but it just turns out that I just have deli face. <laughs> I want you all to see. Okay. <laughs> Don't I look like I work at a deli? <laughs> a little bit. Without this voice, to be like, my friend. I mean, it's like, I work at a deli. Yeah. Oh. It's a nightmare. I just... <laughs> And I have a weird name. Like, okay, so I go to Starbucks because I'm an asshole. And I, <laughs> like, I'll walk in and they'll ask for my name and I say Mateo. This woman turned around, made my drink. She came back. It said potato. <laughs> she thought that I confidently told her I'd like a grande Americana, please. Potato. <laughs> With a P. <sighs> Can you believe these people? It's so ridiculous. So I, but I love coming to Los Angeles. Are there any other gay people here, by the way? All right, okay, get out. Now, for the rest of us, no. <laughs> I love all of you. Um, I just, I, I'm in New York, like, yeah, everyone looks like shit in New York because it's cold out right now, so you can't see who looks good, and then I walk around, what is it, WeHo, West Hollywood, right? Are there, was there a factory they're just walking in and coming out of? Like, so they all look so fucking good. And I try to go to the gym to work out, but I, I hate the gym because, first of all, there's, like, guys who are, like, very big and muscular with a tribal tattoo. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they're so big. I'm like, how are we working out on the same equipment? Like... <laughs> They should separate body types like dogs and doggy daycare. <laughs> You're like big dogs here, little dogs here. Because the gay, we figured it out, the gays, right? We name our body types after animals in the animal kingdom. So if you are a big fat guy, they call you a bear. If you're not so fat, they call you like a cub. I'm an otter, I have no idea. <laughs> Then there's like wolf and twink. Let me put it this way. Like Jonah Hill is like a bear. I am an otter. And John Travolta is a faggot. But for the rest of us... <laughs> right? Right? Is that what tonight's going to be about? No. John Travolta's straight and doesn't go cruising for men and has very real hair. I mean, get it together. And I know Scientologists across the street. And if you can hear me out the street, you're gay. All right. So anybody walks into Scientology, I'm like, all right, they, they're just waiting for their mom to die because they can't like tell her that she's gay. Okay. So, but anyways, but then I love lesbians because lesbians are smart and they don't do that, right? Like, no lesbian's going to be like, hi, my name's Tammy and I'm a Furby or whatever the fuck <laughs> terminology you're going to use. Who gives a shit? Yeah, so I, <laughs> but I hate going to the gym. I hate the testosterone men. I hate fucking men. I wish that I could work out at Curves. <laughs> right? The all-female gym? Wouldn't you? It would be so fabulous. Just me and two 45-year-old women like this. I mean, it would be... <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love it, you know. I would like the blinds down, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I told my friends, I was like, God, I wish I could work out at Curves. She's like, you know, they should let gay men work out at Curves. I was like, woo you were not listening. Uh, I didn't say gay men. I said one gay per Curves. 
<laughs> you're not gonna catch the gate. Now for you two, do, how did you, are you two dating? You're not, they're very cute. Very good looking couple, by the way. Give it up for these two. <laughs> Date me. Um, how did you two meet? Honest answer. Okay, mutual friend, that's great. Most of the time it's like grinder, which I, do you know what grinder is? It's a step above tapping underneath the bathroom stall. That's what it is. And you can download it on your phone. I first of all, I tried other venues of meeting gay people. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do something different. You know, I'm not gonna sit in a stall and tap, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> What if it's like nineteen sixties, like I'm hiding in bushes, <laughs> like <laughs> Shh, come here, you know, like did that bush just talk, you know? That bush has a lift. Son should call, you know. <laughs> um, but I joined a gay volleyball team to meet men. It didn't go well. Uh, we called ourselves Ursula's Bitches. And, yeah. <laughs> First of all, let me just say this. I watched that show Looking, and if you're a writer for Looking, just get up and get out because I hate you. I, ha- I hate that show. They had, like a, like, a rugby, gay rugby team, right? And there's, like, a professional field, and they're all, like, you know, like, people are cheering for them, and then they shower together at the end. I'm like, no! Let me tell you what a fucking gay team is. First of all, it's a 30-minute practice followed by a six-hour brunch. That's the first thing. (laughs) We're all hungover, and you know what we did? Because we were Little Mermaid-themed, every time that we would have to cheer, right? Like, two, three, four, huh? We would just put our hands in the middle and go, ah, and then lose, Okay. Looking, all that stupid bullshit. I hate it so much. Do you have any gay siblings? No? Any gay siblings over here? What is this? Like my council of gays. Um, I. <laughs> my older brother's also gay, so my dad's real proud. And um, I, <laughs> I can see you checking your text there in the Hawaiian shirt. But anyway, so I, um, my older brother's also gay. Here's the thing is like, I was a flamboyant kid, so it didn't occur to me that my older brother might have also been a flamboyant kid until my mom. <laughs> sent me some family videos recently when we were younger, and it's when the Chicago Bulls won a championship, and they're going around the entire house, and my whole family's screaming. They're like, Michael Jordan rules! Michael Jordan rules! Then they get to my nine-year-old brother, and he's like, well, if anyone rules, it's Annie Lennox. So... (laughs) Oh, it was a night... Yeah, it was a total nightmare. All right, that is all my time. I love all of you. You're great. Give it up for Cameron Esposito. This is going very well. And this next comic, you guys, what a treat to have her. Now, she just released a brand new album last week that is called Chrysalis. I know that there are many podcast listeners that are going to stop the podcast right now and buy it. And those of you that are here, you should buy it as well. Why should you buy it? I haven't even listened to it yet. Well, I'll tell you guys, because she's one of my favorite comics. I love her shit so much. She makes me laugh my head off. And you get to see her right now. Let's hear it right now for Sarah Schaefer, guys. Give it up for Sarah. Uh, I went in for the handshake, but trust me, I wanted the hug. But I always preemptively go for a handshake because I'm so afraid of being rejected hug-wise. But I'm a hugger. If you see me, just get up in there. Um, I mean, just keep it, you know, no crotch touching. Just like, just a top hug. Guys, have you ever pissed yourself as an adult? Uh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. 
jokes wasn't uh, uh, there was a lot that went into it that I didn't realize um, so here's what happened I lived in New York City at the time and I had a big Friday night planned I was going to take the subway home for 45 minutes back to Brooklyn to where I lived get out, go to the grocery store get a DiGiorno Supreme a six pack of High Life head on home Turn on my Lifetime Movie Network, consume all of that in one sitting, and fall asleep with no pants on. <laughs> Big Friday night. Nothing was going to distract me from this plan. So right before I'm about to step down into the subway, I'm like, hmm, kind of have to pee. But I'm like doing math in my head. I'm like, I don't want to come back. I don't know. I'll be fine. So I head on down into the subway. Now, I know most of you are thinking, oh, that was a long subway ride. I bet she peed in that subway where she was trapped. I wish I had peed in the subway. (laughs) That's where New York goes to pee. (laughs) In there, it's normal. But no, I made it through the ride. And you know when you've been sitting down for a long time and then you stand up? This guy knows. (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> just go now. Don't hold it in. You're going to see how bad it can get. You've been sitting down for a long time, and then you stand up, and things have shifted. The situation has drastically changed, and you're like, holy fuck. I really have to go. This is an emergency on a level that I did not predict. But... You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got to get in there and get that pizza and that beer because I don't know if y'all have ever lived in New York, but every weekend is like a mini apocalypse. <laughs> and you're going to you know, go into your home, which is like your temporary bug out for the weekend, and you're not fucking coming out till it's over. <laughs> so I was like, no, I've got to get this stuff. I'm not coming back out once I get in there. So I'm like rushing through the grocery store. And at this point, you know, when you're like just, you're just, you don't have to pee and you're just walking like an upright human. But then when you really have to pee, you turn into the witch from Snow White and you're just like. (laughs) I'm just going through the grocery store. And I get my stuff and I get up to the, the checkout line and I'm. It was at that moment that it was so bad. I mean, I really was like, I have never had to pee this bad in my entire life. Like, I just don't, I don't, what happens? What happens if I don't pee right now? Do I fall over? Do I pass out? Do I die? Does my bladder explode? I don't want to get pee all over my other organs. That's disgusting. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm sweating, like white sweat, like pale sweat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that really sickly sweat that you get? Pale sweat, I'm going blind. (laughs) And I know you're like, wait a minute. This is the part where you ask for a bathroom, right, Sarah? No, no. Anywhere else in this great land of ours, if you had an emergency situation in the grocery store, you would just be like... Hi, I really, really need to use your restroom. It's an emergency. Can you please show me where it is? And I'd be like, right this way. But in New York, if you have to pee, 
they're like, bathroom? <laughs> bathroom? Well, we haven't had a bathroom here for 40 years. <laughs> Not ever since the great poo incident of 72. <laughs> and you don't want to ask. You don't want to know. So right at that moment, as I'm about to pay, I made a decision <laughs> that if you judge, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> I see people already judging me, and I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> In order to explain this decision, I have to give away a secret that people who have female genitalia have, which is sometimes when you sneeze really hard... <laughs> Or you laugh really hard, or you, you already know what I'm about to say. <laughs> or you hit a bump in the road, you go down a water slide, and, you, and it kind of hurts at the bottom, like you just you hit the ground. Sometimes a little bit of pee comes out, and you just let it absorb into your underwear, and you never say a word to anyone. Half the women in this room have peed in their pants just a tiny bit today. Don't try to fucking deny that shit right now. So I thought, I'll do that. I'll just... I'll just let a little bit out. And then I'll... Just to relieve some of the pressure. And then I'll stop and go home and let the rest out into the toilet. So I let a little bit out and I could not stop it. I had the hubris to think I could defy physics. And I'm standing there full on pissing myself while making eye contact with a person two feet from my face. I'm just like... Play it cool. In my mind, I'm just like, play it cool. It's so steamy. <laughs> I didn't know the inside of my body was like that warm, much warmer than the outside. That's incredible. The human body is amazing. Play it cool. Nobody will notice. You've got t tight brown pants on. It'll just absorb and look like camo. And camo's really in right now. So I'm just like, here up. I'm just like, hey, debit. <laughs> Paper. Thank you. <laughs> I look down just to see what's going on, just to like monitor the situation and check out that camo. Um, and I'm like, oh no, it didn't absorb. It's just going straight out the bottom of my pants, it's collecting. I'm like, it's so much. That's a lot. I don't think women realize how much comes out because we usually pee into a bowl of water. We're just like, oh, that looks like two tablespoons. <laughs> it's a Snapple. <laughs> now, most of you, again, at this point, anywhere else in this great nation of ours, 
if this happened to you, you would just go to a different grocery store for the rest of your life. <laughs> I just gra- I didn't know what to- I just grabbed my stuff and I just left. Because that is a great thing about New York. You can just blame it on a million other people. But <laughs> So anyway, um, not in New York, you don't have that option because you only get one grocery store. There's only one that your little tiny feet can carry you to. And that was my grocery store. But now, if you think about it, it really was my grocery store. <laughs> because I marked it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Have a great night. Okay, we're literally already going. Great. Hi. That was great. That was hey, a great that set. Was is that you. on the album or is yes. that new stuff? That's awesome. I loved it. That's one of the things, the exciting thing about the uh, when you do an album is um, I now know how long my jokes are because there's track lists. Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, I know seven minutes. I know exactly how much time I have. And did you have mm-hmm. any difficulty? Something that was funny for me was realizing, like, I don't think I knew where all my jokes ended. Because some, yeah, sometimes I thought, sometimes yeah. I thought it was like mm-hmm. one joke, but it was like it was like three, three jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> um, that was an exciting discovery. And the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How is this feeling? Is this your first? I, d- I don't my, know enough. It's my first album. Um, I feel like it's the right time, although part of me is like, oh, it's overdue. I should have done one earlier. But I think for me, this is. I'm burping. Yeah, yeah, get the burp in. <laughs> um, It'll make you seem real. <laughs> guys, I'm so real. Um, but yeah, I, it's my first album and um, very, very proud of it. Like, I felt like super ready for it. And, um, yeah, I don't and I don't know think people like know a... me for my standards up as much because I've done a lot of different things in my career. And Hosted so, television shows. Yeah, and, and blogging. Podcasting. And, and, yeah, podcast, yeah. You know, all this other crap. And, but the whole time I've been doing stand-up and working on that part of my material and my voice. And so I feel like this album really represents me becoming a stand-up comedian. Oh, that's awesome. Which is why I called it Crystal. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> that's actually such a huge... I love that. Thank you. Well, it's also... Um, I mean, just with regard to what you were saying, I, I really think there's a lot of pressure right now to put something out because we're in the this age of, like, everything being available. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of, I put on an album when I've been doing stand-up for three years at the very front of this, like, now everybody has to have 27 yes. albums all the time. Yeah. And it... You do feel pressure. And it was, like... It was fine. I don't regret the fact that it's out there. Like, at the time, it was really something I was into. But it wasn't something... I wasn't, like, a stand-up yet. I wasn't, like, ready to be putting up jokes. And then when when I put out my second album, I was like, oh, this is, like, how this is supposed to feel. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to feel like you have, like, a finished product. You're supposed to feel like it's, like, a Mm -hmm. little rounded mm -hmm. corners and you, like, worked on it. Yeah, and it's time to, like, you know... I know it's now so much easier to... It's so much easier to expose someone to my stand-up. Because yeah. um, I don't have much video. I haven't done a half hour on Comedy Central. I haven't done the late night sets. Like, I've just done two jokes on TV ever, stand-up-wise. Wow. And so, this is... I, and I actually have had trouble breaking into a lot of those areas. I, If I could tell you why, I would have figured it out by now. But I actually am glad because I was able to just put this album out and be like, No, I can do this. Yeah. And here it is, and it has... You can um, do this. 
Yeah. I like You're your jokes a lot. Thank you. So, are you touring on it? Are you doing any of that? I, I Can have, people come yeah, see you? I'm touring a bit. Um, I have um, on my website tour dates. I'm doing a lot of colleges, which you may not be able to go to, but I am doing Well, them. unless you're a college student. Unless you're a college student. to the podcast. My website, because yes. I might be coming to your You might yeah. be already on campus. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the show, Cameron. Yes! Sarah Schaefer, and I got a hug out of it. You guys... That's tough. That's genuinely so tough. Who has peed their pants here as an adult? Clap if you have done this. Oh, that's like... I am assuming that person takes improv classes here. There's literally no other answer for that timing. You guys, if you have to go to the bathroom during the show, the bathrooms are over there. Do not feel like you have to pee in your seat. <laughs> Everything's a-okay. Uh, please, that would be my preference. I'm trying to think of the last time I had to go to the bathroom that bad. I think what I did was, I think I was driving. I was driving home from Bloomington, Indiana to Chicago, where I lived at the time, and it was the middle of the night because what I had done was there was a girl back home. A new girl. You know what I mean? One of them Zoe Deschanel's. Uh, one of them new girls. No, there was like a new chick that I was interested in. And you know how it is early in the new chick phase. So I, I had done a bunch of shows in Bloomington. I think it's like three hours from Chicago. And my show finished. I had like a second show that ended at midnight. And I was like, and I called her. Because at the time, we still used phones to call people. And I was like, I'm not staying at the hotel. I'm driving through. So I got started, but uh, there's nothing between Chicago and Bloomington, Indiana. Like, there's no stops. And also, like, there's not even really anywhere you could pull over on the road safely. But I did have a, like, Powerade bottle. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, I know you guys think that only men can do this. But I, uh, I don't even think I swerved. <laughs> Guys, we are going to keep the show rolling now, this next comic. It's his first time on the show. We love it when people are, are newcomers to the show. We go extra crazy for them. So let's hear it right now for Mr. John Gabris. Guys, give it up for John. <laughs> Guys, John Gabriels, one more time. Amazing. He was amazing. How are you guys doing? I didn't chat with you at all yet. Yeah? How's your day going? Yeah, what'd you do today? Uh, <laughs> you had class? What do you what do you what are you studying? You're a screenwriter. You had screenwriting class? How's it going? It is, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> or you can think about it like you're, study, you're studying to um, work from home or from a coffee shop, which is nice, too. Uh, what, are you writing something right now? Uh, yeah. What are all the main characters in the plot? <laughs> What's the main conflict? And what are the other smaller conflicts? Just yell them out. <laughs> 
Are you guys all st- studying? You- yes. Oh, all of you? Yes, pals? Yeah. Study study pals? Yeah. From you're- Look at how amped you are about your life. <laughs> how old are you? What is uh, your, what's your age? I'm no, you specifically. I'm yeah. 19. 19. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Just because I mean you're like, yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> And you know what? Not anything. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things. I don't want you to, but not. Turns out not anything. You're going to be working for Starbucks? Farm Starbucks. Farm Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And you, you're, all studying, you're all studying to be screenwriters? Oh, this is cool. Um, so you're, are you really good friends now? Yes? Because, I mean, eventually you will be pitted against one another. <laughs> No, it'll be great. Um, you'll work on one project as a group, and then like one person will get like the the part of IMDb that is visible, and then the other two of you will get the more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> click for more. <laughs> uh, let's hear it for those. Let's hear it for those guys. Awesome. I like everything about you. How are you guys doing? You two right there. How are you doing? Yeah, what'd you do today? You watch soccer. You watch soccer? Oh. Listen, I hear your voice. You mean football. <laughs> Thank you so much for translating it, but you don't need to speak down to me. <laughs> uh, who did you, who was playing today? Who did you watch? Uh, my local team was on Sky Sports in England, which they don't show it here. So yep. I had to FaceTime my dad, and then he had to put his phone on. <laughs> I love dads! <laughs> I thought you were going to say, on top of my sister's baby. I was like, that, that you guys really do care about football, am I right? You know? Put it on the baby. Um, I've done that. That is, that is bizarre when that's your only opportunity to... Uh, like, we, we've just evolved so many workarounds for doing the same thing. Like, not only do we watch television on our phones, we can also watch somebody else's television on our phones. That's actually, this is the first time I was ever on TV. Um, it was uh, Craig Ferguson's show, old show, and it played at like 11. And I, you tape it in the day. So like I taped it in the day and everything was, I, like, I was so amped and I like hung out with uh, fun people. And then I think we had this show that night. Like we had this show and then we went home afterwards and then my fiance fell asleep and we don't have cable and, or we didn't have t- a television at the time. We, we now do, because we're fancy people. But um, I was just sitting in my apartment alone, like going like, oh, this is going to, I'm going to be on television for the first time in a second. And then I was like, what if I go to a bar by myself? And then I'm like, excuse me, can you please turn the television to CBS? <laughs> and that would have been a cool move. Like, I regret not doing that, just because that's, fucking amazing, you know, like just for, not for me, but for the other people in the bar that get to experience watching something with a celebrity, you know, um, but instead I called my folks and I was like, I don't have a TV and yeah, I FaceTimed with them. So my little sister lived at home at the time and my folks were there and I was like, okay, hold it up. And then we all watched it as a family. Like I sat my, my, I sat next to my parents and watched myself on TV. It was adorable. 
So that's a little bit of a better story than your story. <laughs> and what did you, did you watch Sky Sports as well? No, are you guys? Do you, are you are you together? Do you know each other? Yeah, from being together. You worked today? Great. What do you do for a living? I work for a staffing agency. You work for a staffing agency. Thanks, you guys. Check it out. That's your future right there. Um, how was that today? Did you get some people some jobs? No. What happened? Uh huh. People were talking into it. You sent emails. Nobody got a job. You had visitors. Who visits? Employees that have already been staffed. Why would why? I literally can't think of any reason to do that. You seem super nice, but that's that seems crazy. Wow. Okay. To say I'm still here, but I currently have a job, but this job might end, and then I need a next job? Okay, that makes sense. Because other than that, it seems... Because not that a staffing, staffing agency is a great service, but it's definitely somewhere you're not, like, super jazzed to go. You're not, like... It's, it's a little bit like visiting your dentist. Just stop by the dentist. Give him a smile. Well, thanks for doing that work. We really need you, especially in this town. Let's hear for that, Gail. Seriously. Seriously. Hey, we got three comics left. All of them are amazing now, this next gentleman. Uh, in New York, sometimes in Los Angeles, sometimes always a treat. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Greg Barris, guys. Give it up for Greg. Thank you. Thanks for having me at the show today. Thanks so much. Hi, yeah, okay, thanks. Thanks for being here. Sure, okay, fine, more. Okay, thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Okay, yeah, a couple more. Fine, thanks for coming. Sure, okay, thanks for being here. Uh-huh, thanks for coming out. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming to the show. Whew, yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. Does anyone else need to receive me? Ooh, you guys feeling alive? Say, I am alive. I am, alive. I am feeling very alive. I'm very alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a lot of power there. I get abusive with it. Um, I can't handle it. I don't know how to wield it. Um, well, that's an exciting time to be alive, you know? A lot's happening. Yeah, I know. And uh, there's so much going on, you know? Like, what? like it's 2015. It's a good time to be working on yourselves, bettering yourselves. I uh, have a lot going on. Like, what? I'm living with... <laughs> I'm living with an 18-year-old girl. Who else? A couple people. Two of us. She's my roommate. She's, we're just roommates. We're just, I'm not 18, 17. Thank you. And, uh, it's changing me. I'm turning into a lot of different things. For who here tonight is 1230 when you want to be tucked into your situation, your sleep situation? Eight o'clock crowd. A couple people. Well, you're like passing out to something on Netflix. Like, I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it. My roommate will be 
making a lot of noise at 1230. And I've learned that I'm already a crazy old man. I'm just a crazy old guy. Instead of doing like normal stuff like, hey, can y'all just keep it down? I get out of my bed and I go to my door and I just open and close the door a whole bunch. And then I heavy sigh the whole time like, and I say stuff like, this is a shoes off house, Fiona, tell your friends. I'm trying to be a better example for them. What do you think 18-year-old girls are worried the most about? Clothes and weight. That's absolutely right. And texting. They're worried about dudes not texting back. Who here tonight is waiting for someone to text them back right now? Just three of us? Everyone else is who everyone else in the world is waiting for them to text back? Ugh. And I want to empower them, so I'll like walk in to the living room when everyone's brushing their hair, and then I'll brush some hair, and then I'll let them brush my hair, and then I'll forget why I was there, and then I'll make some food, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, hey, don't you let none of these dudes disrespect you, and you don't let them touch them unless they deserve it. Here's some spring rolls I made earlier. And then I've been finding myself walking away from that situation, literally thinking things like, I am getting through to them. <laughs> And then also stuff like, I can't wait to have my own daughter. Who else? Who else? Who else? A couple of people. It's like, tick tock, tick tock. Right, bros? Am I right? It's like, any day. I'm ready. Um, let me ask women a question in the audience. Do you want a man to hit on you out in the wild, out in the field? It's a good lesson. Do you want a construction worker to yell something at you at any time? No. It's no. a good lesson, too. There was like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> My 18-year-old roommate has a crush on the construction worker who's been working on our block for nine months. And this is her plan. She's like, I'm going to go up to the guys with a box of donuts and be like, hey, these are for you and the crew. Um, do you want to go on a date with me? And I'm looking at her like, no, you will not, young lady. <laughs> I don't think so. Not in this apartment. I'm renting from your dad. <laughs> Construction workers have been yelling the worst stuff to women for like 900 since the first construct happened. And it doesn't work. And my roommate gets real excited. And she comes home. She's like, I went up to the guys with the donuts. I was like, these are for you and the crew. Um, by the way, is your name Dan? Oh, no, my name's Mike. Oh, that's crazy because I had a dream about you. <laughs> And in my dream, your name was Dan. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, what have you done? <laughs> the 18-year-old girl saying, I had a dream about you to the construction workers, enough energy to keep the whole thing going for 20, 30 billion more years. <laughs> like, ah, nice tits worked for Gary 8,700 years ago. You remember Gary. <laughs> he vanquished the big ones. <laughs> I've been working on myself, though, trying to better myself. Set a good example for her. Who's trying to better themselves? Anyone working on themselves, bettering themselves, doing some work? Just 13 of us. Everyone else is done. All done. Must be nice. Must be nice. I'm trying to better myself. I'm taking singing lessons. Thank you. Thank you. I'm learning how to sing this song. Can't live. Yeah, you guys know it. And um, 
<laughs> taking Spanish lessons. I'm learning Spanish. I, uh, I'm taking piano lessons. I'm going to play piano. The plan is I'm going to sing the song in Spanish while I play the grand piano as a surprise toast at my ex-girlfriend's wedding coming up. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> very excited about it. I'm also learning Krav Maga. <laughs> And I've been doing a lot of work on myself, and I realize that I date women that are too cool for me. Who else is doing this? Anybody? Ah, one, two, three. There's five of us. Everyone else, appropriate level of coolness at all times for your level of coolness. Must be nice. What's the secret? Uh, too cool to talk about it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I date women with names like Poolot. That's my problem. Cool named people, even. Poolot. Who's dated a Poolot? Yeah, you guys get it. And I learned that I need to date a regular girl with a regular name. And I was uh, doing a lot of work on myself when I learned this, a lot of technical work with professionals. And when, when I was really in it, I was uh, breast deep in this mushroom trip. And I was transported to like a CVS drugstore, and I was pushing this shopping cart down the aisle, and I was calling out my lover's name. And I knew she was my lover in this like hyperdimensional, real vision I was having. I knew that we had purposely reincarnated over and over again on purpose because we had loved each other millennia after millennia. And I was calling out her name, and my shopping cart was full of like feminine products and cereal. <laughs> and, I was like six or seven pounds heavier than I am, but I was so happy. And I was saying her name, and I was like, Carol, do we need more wet wipes, Carol? And that's when I realized I got to date a regular girl like a Carol or a Becky or something. And <laughs> because a Carol or a Becky would be like, hey, I did the taxes. They're done. But a Poolot, a Poolot's like, I'm at the wrong airport, and my shoe's broken, and I don't have proper identification or money, and I need you to be here right now. And you're just like, I love you, Poolot, I'll be right there. I love you, 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 I love you. Sometimes I think I'm you, Poolot. But a Carol is just like, I made tacos. It's Taco Tuesday. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. I'm trying to think of the last time he was on here because he just crushed so hopefully oh god I hope that none of you were here for that because this will be like a brand new thing for you which is very exciting what was that noise someone threw up burped or seal laughed I'm talking about kissing a ro- from a rose Guys, this week's comic, you're gonna love him. God, I really wanted them to do it again on cue. Whatever that was, it was radical. Don't you hide your light under a basket. Let nobody tell you your laugh is not the gorgeous brang of mules that I've always wanted to hear. I fucking loved it. Almost as much as you guys are going to love this next comic. <laughs> Let's hear it now for Moses Storm, you guys. Give it up for Moses. Surprise, I'm white. Uh, Moses Storm is my real name. The, the messed up thing is like all my siblings have regular names. Like my older brother's name is David. I think, I think what happened is, like, like, I was just born too late in the naming process. Like, my parents had five kids, so, like, by the time they got to me, they were just, like, exhausted. And, like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do a fun one. 
My name is like the third picture that you take. Okay, now a crazy one. <laughs> so you can imagine I was, uh, was homeschooled. Yeah, if you're thinking about homeschooling your kid, hey, uh, stop it. It's an awful idea. The biggest problem with homeschool is you only learn what your parents remember. And my mom was a popular girl in high school, so now I know zero math, but I do know that Alexis Catalano is not as pretty as she thinks she is. So, like, nothing I know has any practical application, unless you were, like, at a restaurant with your friends, and you're like, okay, we need to split this check seven ways. Does anyone know if Catherine Kowalski said she had the flu all summer, but was actually just addicted to diet pills? <laughs> we were very poor growing up. Mom's a single mom of five kids, but I did, like, my part to help out. I would, I would shoplift. Uh, I was horrible at it, though. I was always getting caught. If I was in the book Oliver Twist, that book would be a sentence long. You'd be like, he stole an apple, and he was immediately caught. <laughs> because, like, I never got to steal, like, cool stuff that kids my age were stealing, like cigarettes. Like, I had to steal stuff that our family actually needed, like bottles of vitamins. I don't know if you've ever tried to steal bottles of vitamins before, but it's a lot like trying to steal maracas. <laughs> Can I help you, little boy? <laughs> Just on the way to a quinceanera. <laughs> I was driving with my mom the other day, and she came to she came to like an abrupt stop. She like slammed on the brakes, and she gave me one of these, like the like the like the mom seat belts. Do your moms do that to you? Can we stop doing this, mom? This isn't helping anyone. It's not safe at all. Like, we are traveling at the same rate. So you're stopping anything with your chicken arm. And thanks for taking your hand off of the one thing that could have steered us out of danger just so you could clothesline me at 70 miles an hour. One star. I rate my mom like an Uber. I think... I think you could tell how bad your friend's alcoholism has gotten by how much they rave about Uber. <laughs> Uber has revolutionized the way that I travel. Now, your DUI revolutionized the way that you travel. It's just so easy. All I have to do is tap my shattered phone screen. You gotta take an Uber everywhere, man. Just no parking in the city. All my friends are like, hey, come over, there's, uh, there's street parking. Uh, no, can we stop saying this? If you live in a major city, there is not street parking. What there is, is there's a space for my car and then a pole with about eight signs on it that all basically say, hey, never park here ever, idiot. <laughs> but they never word it like that. They always have to like word it like a word problem. Like a Mensa Mindbuster and like a Dr. Seuss limerick is thrown up there. It's always like no parking between six and seven, no parking between seven and eight, unless seven, eight, nine, and no parking on the Sabbath, provided that both members are kosher. And if Tom is twice as old as Jan and Jan is twice as old as Carl, 
how old will Carl be when Carl is three-fifths as old as Tom? And does it really matter? Because all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, and we are all part of one conscious system that is exploring itself subconsciously. Murder is immoral, but immortality is subjective, not in the rational scheme of things, but perception itself is irrational, which implies eminence. But any system of phenomenon that exists in any physical, metaphysical, or epistemological contradiction to an abstract and empirical concept, such as being or to be in the thing itself or of the thing itself, that is when you cannot park here. I got it. So according to that, while I was down there reading, they towed me. And it's Colin Uber. Ow. I cut my finger on my phone. I've been Moses Storm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. Give it up for Moses, you guys. Moses Storm. Hey, we got one comic left. You guys have in your hearts for one more great comic? How are you feeling who ran to the bathroom? You feel like a new man? Yeah, was it great? Really? I don't know that that's true. I feel like you were just that relieved. I can see in the dark! Like, like that is the power of the piss you just took. Was it to the point where, you know when you have to pee so bad that then it becomes very painful? And then when you pee, it's, you have to get over the, you have to talk yourself over the threshold of like, it's gonna hurt when you push. As you've been pulling it in. But when you, you got it, when you get through the push, it's definitely. I, I guess that's what a baby is. <laughs> Having a baby, don't you think? I've never heard a mom say they were specifically holding it in, but. It's definitely implied. Nine months of like, you can make it, you can make it. Wait till the hospital. Maybe that's why I should never have a baby. Maybe that's why so many women deliver in toilets. I don't know. Just chatting about babies. I was having like a very, I can't stop thinking about, because I've been, like I said earlier, I've been like thinking about possibly having a child at some point. I don't, my, I'm not thinking about it. My, it's something beyond my control. I am a puppet uh, for something. And um, do, have you got, what would you, imagine a pregnant stand-up comic. Like, I understand that there's, like, an initial part of you that's like, oh, cute. Now imagine it. Like, actually, because there's a part of it that you have to be very commanding. You know, like, even if you're very feminine, you have to be very commanding. Like, either, either you have to just, like, really own your sexuality and, like, you all want to fuck me, but none of you can. Or you have to be a lesbian, which also implies that. Because um, the you that wants to fuck is usually dudes. Um... And not that women don't want to fuck. It's just like less. It's like a less. Uh, it's less like I will own you while you talk into the microphone. I was at a club in Sacramento over the weekend, 
And a guy in the audience, I was like in the middle of a set and he just goes, I would sleep with you. (laughs) Which was his way of saying, I feel super uncomfortable because you've been talking for a while and you're a woman. (laughs) So I'm going to just try and orally top you. Okay. That really is what that is, because it's not like a sweet offer. I wasn't, that wasn't the part in the set where I was like, would any man here fuck me? Like, that wasn't the part, that's, that's my closer. And then I leave with all those dudes, all of them. Uh, no, I don't, nobody asked him. It was really weird. Here's the weirder part. He was with his wife. And I'm not saying that, that, listen, whatever's happening in your relationship, but it was not like a written-in cool part of their relationship. I could tell because he was like, I would fuck you. And then I said, uh, like, what did you just say? And he said, I told you I would fuck you in front of my wife. <laughs> and then I started to feel so bad for her, like for the man that she's with, like this dude that's just like, Oh, you get ready. I'm going to take you to a comedy show tonight, and I am going to embarrass the shit out of you. (laughs) You're paying two drink minimum on you. You know, like it was real shitty dude. Stupid dude. Dudes say that stuff on the internet, too. I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand... Like, what's going on? Men, maybe there's men here that could explain this. Like, what's going on for the guy that, like, if you're just, like, having a neutral tweet that's just like, here's a vest I have. What's going on for the guy that's like, I fucked that vest. Like, what's... <laughs> does any, do any guys here know what that is? Like, insecurity, right. I mean, obviously insecurity. Also, like, pent-up rage, aggression, right. I know, but, like, I guess my question... What, an erection? No, because erections can't type. So it's... <laughs> Not an erection. I mean, you could, you could type with an erection, but it's not an erection speaking to me. Um, and I don't... No, because I, I don't... No, you said yes, it is, but I don't think it is, because it's... Yeah, okay. It's like, it's... Because it's, uh, there's no, like, permission happening. I don't know. Just if you want to, I would suggest that you, first of all, follow Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer on Instagram, because they're hilarious and amazing and great to look at. And it's so fascinating figuring out what they do with their lives. But also try your best uh, to, like, just one time look at some of the comments that they get on their pictures. You just have to do it once. Honestly, you're not going to want to do it more than that because of uh, your vomit reflex. But the number of times it's like, (laughs) that Sarah Silverman's like, I just won an Emmy! And then someone's like, I'll fuck that Emmy! Like, it's just... (laughs) It's that's 90% of her comments are like a dude like like arrowing up and being like that dude said he would fuck your Emmy and I found that very inappropriate. I would fuck your butthole. Like it's like like just like on top of just like oh don't make me hold your head down so that you can't write jokes. Like it's just like the it's uh, monsters. It's internet monsters. Um, anyway, dudes that are feeling like like you're owed sex or like you've been painted into the corner like oh, all these women, and they're, like, running away from you and turning you down, and, like, isn't it difficult? Because there they are on the Internet just flaunting their Emmys, and why, how can they do that right in front of you? And, God, women never listen to you anyway, and plus they're not interested in you. I would recommend uh, trying to hone your personality. Because 99% of the time, it is uh, you that is the problem. (laughs) 
And I would also say it probably isn't your looks. Like, I know there's a lot of guys who are like, I'm too ugly, and Sarah Silverman would never pay attention to me. True. <laughs> she is a gorgeous person. So uh, she would not pay attention to most people in that way. She's also, like, partnered. You don't need to shoot for Sarah Silverman randomly on the internet. Just, like, go to a bar and have a conversation with a woman where you, like, engage her and talk about some things that you're interested in. Like leaving nice comments on the internet. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Guys, we have one final comic left. And I mentioned her earlier, and you are going to just pay yourselves to, to... Oh, hell yes. You have to, or you're not leaving. Lock the doors. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Nikki Glazer. Let's hear it for Nikki. You guys, Nikki Glazer. Perfect palate cleanser at the end of the show. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight, you guys. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. I'm Cameron Esposito. We will see you again next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.